Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Welcome back to Beyond Your Best Plan podcast with the Fab Five ladies. We are all here this week. I'm Kathleen, and I'm here with Claudette, Whitney, Sarah, and Catherine. So good to be back this week. I missed last week because I get to be with myself in some ayahuasca medicine in Guanacaste, Costa Rica. So it was awesome. And today's subject is just that. What does it mean to be with yourself? Oftentimes we get caught up in fear and loneliness and worry about safety and connection with people because they're our family. And we get caught up in the outside world of connecting to others and letting that connection or the lack of connection rule how we live our life. And today's discussion is about how do you connect with you? How do you be with you? And what does that mean? For me, I explored um, this past week what it was like to be with myself and truly with Mother Ayahuasca. It is a plant medicine. For those of you who don't know, it's a plant medicine that the indigenous community have been using for over 5,000 years for people to go within to release fears, to release limiting beliefs and blocks and um, programs that's been programmed in their body, mind, and soul from this lifetime or any other lifetime. And also to get foresights, to be able to see what their journey's like, what their soul is, is here for. And so I got to be with myself pretty deeply for the past seven days. And I'm excited to be able to share some of that experience with you. But I'm also curious what it means for the rest of my Fab Five sisters to be with yourself. We were just having a quick discussion earlier about being with yourself and whether a particular home creates where you are or traditions rule what you've done and how do you respond to to that and how you are able to be with yourself and allow those emotions to flow through versus getting stuck in any kind of limiting belief or block. So Catherine, I saw that your mic came off and I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that. Well, I was just going to say the first thing, isn't this just divine timing? The show that you're leading today and you're coming off of like the ultimate connect with yourself experience and just absolutely glowing. We, as we've mentioned in the past, we do our Zoom from a, or we do our show from a Zoom platform. So we get to begin our week on a Monday, uh, seeing each other's beautiful faces. And Kathleen, it is, I can just look at you and see the radiance in the glow, not that you always don't have that, but today it's at a whole other elevated level from connecting with yourself in just like the ultimate, ultimate of ways. Thank you. Touch up with you on that later on. But 
what is just really on my heart right now is that radiance, that glow of Kathleen connecting with ourselves, being connected with ourselves, our heart, our soul, slowing down, taking the time is really where it's at. It's where that glow, it's where that radiance is because we have to, you know, connecting with ourselves is, as I reflect and I look at my list here, it's really, you know, caring for ourselves too. It's loving on ourselves. It's embracing ourselves and just taking the time, whatever that looks like. And, you know, I, uh, as I, as I reflect on this, this podcast helps me connect with myself because I slow down, I'll do some writing around the show topic. Even though I'm here with my five sisters, I can connect with myself because there's just something about being in the presence of these amazing women that keep me grounded and connected because just how we are all connected. So it's not even like just alone time, right? I mean, you can be connected with yourself amongst people, the energy of the relationships, you know, there's some relationships where I'm around them and I feel disconnected from myself. Right. So, you know, for me, you know, there's, there's a lot of meetings, but it's that feeling, it's that soul's calling and it's hearing that inner voice and throughout the day. And then intentionally just taking time to slow down. Like this weekend, I was connecting with myself just here at home, I did a whole lot of writing this weekend and it felt so amazing. I feel so creative and hot, like almost flighty today, you know, just because I feel like so much creation flowing through me today. And so I haven't done that. You know, Sarah and I are part of this business group and, and they call it, you know, taking executive creation Sarah, what's the D? Help me. ECD time. ECD time. Decision making. Decision making. So her and I made a pact recently to like sort of be each other's cheerleader and accountability to, you know, take 20 minutes a day to have that writing time of just executive creation, decision making. And because the creation, the connecting with self is the creation where all the magic is at in life, I feel. Yeah. So I'm curious, what does it mean for you to be with yourself? Does it mean to reflect, to connect, to write, or does it mean that you have to be on your your own? I'm curious, Sarah or Claudia, if you have anything to offer because you both have gone through some changes recently. And so it might be something that you could add to as well. Well, I am definitely all in my feels today, and I was this weekend as I closed out a tradition and opened myself up to new traditions. And so what it felt like to be with myself and go through that was actually a little painful. 
And there were some tears that were shed over it. My husband laughed at me a little bit, like, are you really crying about this? <laughs> but yes, you know, I, I was and am emotional and reflecting on the past and the traditions that we've carried on and then making new traditions. So for me today, being in the fields is a little uncomfortable. Being with myself is a little shaky. And what I keep telling myself, you asked about the moment of, you know, how do you move past that? And my moving past that is being present in it and acknowledging because I am a classic stuffer. (laughs) Stuff those emotions down, hide them, don't address, don't talk about it. So, but me getting into being present and feeling the feelings and allowing them to flow through me is helping me heal. And what I'm telling myself inside is I'm identifying the feeling for in particular on in this case of, of leaving a tradition behind of uncertain times and uncertainty and what that meant in the past for me. I moved for 11 years. I never lived anywhere anywhere more than eight months. I'm going to say that again. For 11 years, I never lived anywhere for eight months. So I've been present to, you know, those were really uncertain times and there was a lot of things happening and going on, but I'm not that person anymore. And so that's my move forward conversation today is as I am starting to organize our house and prepare to sell it, we, you know, are I'm bringing up a lot of emotions and looking at a lot of things, but I'm also telling myself I am a different person in this moment. And so I am in control and I am an adult. I am not, you know, and I'm not going to have the same experience as what those 11 years were. So I'm really excited to just kind of have that move forward conversation with myself to kind of push through uh, what I want to push through, I want to flow through the experience of what's to come. I love that, Sarah, because what you brought up is exactly what I teach. You talked about how past patterns of not living anywhere for more than eight months for 11 years, that is traumatic for many, and it creates a program within your body, or it has and you are now responding to that reprogram, that program instead of reacting. So what you're doing by being with yourself and being uncomfortable, becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable, seeing the emotions for what it is and the feeling through your feelings, okay, that was then and this is now. And what you're creating now is by being with yourself and saying, is this in my highest and best to sell our home and to start fresh again? to create new traditions and carry on old traditions in the new places. And so I really honor you, Sarah, for saying, okay, it's uncomfortable. I could push it down like I've had in the past, but I'm choosing not to. And that's really about honoring yourself. And that's really the subject of which we're all talking about today is what is it to be with yourself and how can you honor your soul and be the best being that you can be here and feel those uncomfortable feelings. So congratulations. I love to hear that, Sarah. So that's wonderful. I think honoring our feelings is a key way to, you know, really feeling our best, right? And, you know, because when we stuff, and I'm with you, Sarah, stuffer as well. And 
it just comes back. It comes back in any other ways. It comes back in the form of disease in the body. Truly, physical symptoms can come out from things. And so connecting with ourselves, honoring those feelings, it's like the opposite of rejecting, right? It's complete embrace and loving and super important. And there's ways that you can connect with yourself on just the daily, you know, meditation, walking in nature, walking in nature, fitness. fitness. You know, one of the things I love about working out is feeling my heartbeat and feeling that little ache in my, uh, in my legs from too many squats or, you know, like that little, you know, tightness in my arm. Like, it's like you are truly connected when you are running, hit, feeling your foot, like hit the ground or the treadmill or on your bike, like enjoying the nature that you're, you're riding through, like you're connecting with yourself, even in those like day-to-day moments as Kathleen teaches in your breath, you know, when I'm like having a challenge throughout the day and like feeling like that angst coming up in my soul that I'm connecting with myself, I'm, I am honoring that angst and I sit down and I just do this quick three to five breath pattern. It works every time with just slowing down. I'm connecting with myself in that way. You know, we were talking earlier about what our environment's like and how that our environment can also assist us in moving through our challenges or our feelings and really connecting with ourselves or can hinder it. So Claudette, you, um, you really have recently had some shifts in your life and would love to hear how your environment has shifted and how external environment and how that's affected your internal environment. So I'm hoping that the long guys aren't too loud. <laughs> it was starting to go off. And so yeah, it's not it's not right now. So we'll see. So the big the biggest thing that I've discovered within myself is, you know, when we do have changes, and I would say in the last two or three years, three years, three and a half, four years, I've gone through a divorce, a separation, and everything that I deem to be a foundational thing in my life, except for truth. Truth is always there, but everything else has been changed, removed, shifted. And I've gone from looking outside of myself for stability to knowing that that stability comes from within me and reflects in my outside world. And I think when we are brave enough, and I'm going to say brave enough to be with ourselves, because it takes a little bit of bravery to do that, because a lot of times we're disconnected from ourselves because there could be a subconscious fear of experiencing pain or re-experiencing the pain of something or there, you know, it seems a little scary sometimes. And if we're willing to face it, you know, we mentioned, Sarah mentioned, I'm a stuffer. And so instinct says, this is bad, put it over here, leave it alone, don't touch it. It's like a hot potato. But within you is the power to heal anything. It's the divine within your being. And if you're brave enough to allow that feeling to flow through you, I do something called a jar technique. And so I visualize the feeling. I feel it. If I'm sad, I let the sadness go through me. I feel it fully. And when I'm ready to put it in the jar, I do. And that doesn't mean that I'm not paying attention to it. 
It just simply means I'm taking that energy and moving it into a jar. And then in my imagination, that jar has a jar of sadness. And then I go, wow, that was my jar of sadness. I can carry this jar around with me. I can put the sadness back in me. This is all in my imagination, right? Or I can just look at it and I can go, wow, what's the core belief behind my sadness? Is this sadness really real? So I can get caught up in the spin of the five senses and get caught up in the emotional spin. You know, it kind of feels like you're being flushed down a toilet, really. Or I can't, I mean, it does. And let me tell you, we can't stuff anything because shit rises. Okay, people, it rises back to the top. And if we put it away, I've known this for myself. I think we've all been stuffers, Sarah. So we'll, we'll all stand up and say we've been stuffers. Like we'll admit it, like hi, I'm Claudette. I, I have been a stuffer. Okay. And so then we, we go, okay, wait, am I brave enough to sit with myself and journey through that feeling to the core belief? Am I brave enough? Am I brave enough to honor my soul's journey in the evolution of my soul? And I know in the space of my true self, I can handle anything. I know in the space of my ego, I am limited and do not believe I can. But in the space of my true identity, my spirit, and who I really am, there's nothing on earth I can't handle, right? And so it's that journey of going into that. And I did that this weekend. You know, I had lost a a friend group. And I say that with quotes. If anybody can't see the quotes, here's the quotes, air quotes. Were they real friends? I'm not so sure. But as I walked into the authenticity of my spirituality at an even higher level, then it, it kind of faded out, right? Like that, those friendships kind of faded out. And if I think about it, I couldn't really be authentic about who I was being in their presence. It was just such a different frequency, not good or bad, just different, right? And so I was sad this weekend over that. I had a little bit of sadness. I put it in the jar. I looked at it. I was like, huh, what do I believe? And I believe that I had lost, that I had a loss, a sadness, a pain. And the truth is there is no loss in the divine mind. Everything is eternal. There's only loss in the third dimensional realm, the perception of it. But Ultimately, I have lost no one because in the space of our heart, we are one. And so if we can just be in the presence of ourselves and ask for the divinity to rise and sit in our heart space, we can find our freedom there. And it's so worth it. Oh, Claudia, I just love that is um, the illusion of that we've lost something and it really is the third dimensional beingness of being human. You know, while our physical presence of loss of friends that separate themselves from us or loved ones who have transitioned to spirit world, whatever that is, there is an illusion that there's a loss, you know, yesterday in the airport coming back, each time I go somewhere, I honor Logan by buying a young man a meal, or I see them doing something and I'll, I'll just pay for something, or I'll just give someone a hug because a young, you know, you can see their suffering in one form or another. And yesterday I was sitting there with three other participants that went to Rhythmia uh, that I met there. We were having breakfast and this young man, he was about 30, he would have been Logan's age today. 
And he struggled. He struggled a lot this week and he found his soul this week. He really found that he wasn't alone, that he wasn't isolated, that he he really did the work. And he was in a space that Logan was in. He didn't share that with me, but I could feel it. Like he was in that space of emptiness and loneliness and confusion and you know the ego taking over the his presence really and by the time the week was done you could see the joy on his face and his energy shift and like a lightness came over him and I have chills in my body just thinking about it so I just really you know I honored Logan and for those of you don't know Logan's my son who transitioned in 2010 I honored and just said, I'd like to just buy your meal. And he goes, oh, you don't have to buy my meal. And I'm like, I know, but this is something that I like to do in honor of my son. And in that moment, I had tears of sadness. And I can feel that now, not because I feel that that Logan's not with me, because I know he is. Energetically, you know, we're not separate. We haven't lost anything. And yet the humanness, the third dimension here, the physical presence wasn't here. And in that moment, I was able to honor someone whose life was saved through the medicine that we communed with together. And it gave me joy, and it also brought sadness. And so... Why I share that story is not just because of what Claudette just mentioned or Sarah or Catherine, but also because it is a an emotion that is real. And it's not about um it's not about loss. It's it's an emotion. And so instead of stuffing it down like we all have, I allowed myself to feel through it like I am right now, as you can tell. Because now it's tears of joy. Now it's it's the honoring of my feelings, of being with myself and knowing that I don't have to be anything for anyone, that just by being the light that I am, being the light that I'm that I choose to be, being authentic and real and vulnerable. And brave, like Claudette, that that is the truth. Being brave and stepping through your feelings and stepping into the pain that you think is going to be unbearable frees us. It frees us from the shackles that we chain ourselves to, to, and it creates an ability to be able to be free and connected and live in joy and and compassion and. I just went on a long tangent there, but I just feel like it's important that in these five minutes or three minutes or whatever it was that I was speaking, I felt joy, I felt pain, I felt just connection, I felt support. All of those are our emotions, and that's part of life. And you get to feel through them. You don't have to get stuck in them. That's- I want to say something on that because that's yeah. so brilliant. What we do not face masters us. Exactly. We become the servant of that thing that we do not face. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to avoid it. But what, what actually happens is we turn our awareness to it to try to avoid it. There's a law of non-resistance. Mm-hmm. 
and, and whatever you resist will persist because through the act of resistance, you're casting your awareness onto it to give your awareness and your power to it. So it's better to go, okay, I'm going to face this. I'm going to step into being brave. And if you need to use the jar technique and put whatever you need to in your jar on your table so you can observe it, you can be with it, you can do whatever. And then ask for the truth you need for your freedom from it and the healing. And that divinity is within you. And Kathleen, what you went through was beautiful. I I could feel all of us holding the space Mm -hmm. for where you were. We just, it was a bucket and container of a bunch of love, just a bunch of love. You know, to be right where you are and we honor where you are. We honor that. We're connected to yourself, Kathleen. (laughs) I can feel it. And I want to get to Whitney because I just saw her on mute as well. But the importance for me is that when you see your feelings, there's more truth is revealed. So you talk about truth, Coletta. I know that you have the truth system, but... For me, there's more truth. There's more awareness because when you actually see your feelings, you can identify where they're coming from and it could not be at all what you're experiencing. And you can also create new, you're creating new awarenesses of, of the infinite possibilities are there. So when you're stuck in your pain and you're stuck in the suffering, you're limited on the possibilities. When you step in and through, you you become more aware of the infinite possibilities of what truth really is. Right. Go right down through it to the root. Right. That's, exactly. I mean, the, the emotion will always lead you to the root of whatever it is. And many times it is not related. I agree with that. So, Whitney, Whitney, are you ready, girl? I love, 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 love Kathleen that you shared the story, that you shared your emotions yourself. This is one of those times when I wish that we did a visual (laughs) podcast as well as auditory, right? To watch you like move through the emotions. You could hear it, you could feel it, but to, to watch it, simultaneously, I think would have been a great gift for our audience. And it's such an example of how we need to allow ourselves to just be, right? And we are so busy stuffing it or, you know, hiding it, fighting it, pretending it doesn't happen, however you want to characterize that, that we are not aware of what we're feeling and that it is never as painful, I think, as we have concocted in our head that it will be. And I, and I agree with Claudette. It's like we're, we, we do it as a protection, but in the end, it is not really protective. It is um, actually keeping us from getting where we want to go and feeling the things that we want to feel. And um, so I, I wanted to say that mentioned, it was mentioned earlier about meditation being out in nature and the like. If we don't avail ourselves of those opportunities, whether they are short or long periods of time, I think a lot of people are not, they don't meditate 
for uh, a misunderstanding, really, of what it is. And it's not about not thinking. It's not about not trying to turn everything off. It's actually the opposite. It's allowing everything to just be in the, the moment. And yes, that can be scary because you, sometimes you don't know what's going to come up. But it's if you will allow yourself to do that, ultimately you get to a place where for me being with myself is allowing my creativity to flow, right? So the more I am in touch with who I am and just allow myself to feel creativity flows from me. I get my best ideas usually when I am out running. I run without music or other stuff. You know, a lot of people will exercise. They use music and TV and other things as a way to distract from the the activity. For me, it is an extension of and just another way of my meditation practice. So I have a sitting practice. I have a writing practice. I have a moving practice. And I'm just allowing myself to feel what I feel. I've told this story a number of times where I was out running one morning years and years ago and just started bawling in the middle of the street, sort of bemoaning the state of my life at that time. And I just let what was there come out. And the answers to the questions I was asking came to me. And that is frequently what happens. So you ask questions, you create space, and then you just listen. And it doesn't have to be for anybody else, right? And and so if you just make the space, you will find that the answers that your soul is seeking, the answers that you need that will allow you to be you will just flow. And so I would encourage you to, if you do not have a meditation practice, whether it's a moving one, a sitting one, a silent one, I think a couple of weeks we talked about having silent retreats and extended periods of of silence and the importance for your soul in doing that. Um, If you would give yourself over to that and allow yourself to get comfortable being uncomfortable, that you can stop running from, hiding from, stuffing those things and it will give you some, some insight into how you can address, particularly with other people, some of the things that you need to address. Because I, I think that becomes, that's a large part of it, right, is difficult conversations with other people. And you can get some insight into how to do that, which then allows you to be comfortable with yourself and be yourself with other people. I love what I'm hearing. Like a common thread is truth. Like really stepping into admitting 
the truth in the moment and owning it, right? I had a conversation with somebody recently and, and that was one of my sticking points was what if you could stop hiding and you could never hide again? And what if you could only tell the truth? Only. But we spend a lot of time kind of feeding our ego with lies and not really being truthful with ourselves. So it's just interesting kind of didn't know that was going to come up for me today on, on this conversation, but it really is about stepping into the truth. So it's true, Sarah. So thank you for bringing that all back together to that one fact is that when we're in the truth, we're in love. And when we're telling our lies to ourselves or to others or to, you know, tamper what, what they think they need to hear or whatever that is, that is in, that is in fear. And so there's two things. There's fear and there's truth. There's love. There's fear and there's love. And love always wins. And that's one of the things that I experienced this week, which I've known anyways and continue to grow in that, in that area. But this week is just amazing. So, so in closing, I would love to ask each one of you, if you have something to offer, what would be the one thing that you would add to what you've already said you know, as Claudette mentioned, it's being in truth and being brave. Sarah mentioned living in the uncomfortable, you know, just allow yourself to feel uncomfortable. Catherine's uh, talked about being just slow down and allow yourself to go through the meditation, to walk, to write, allow the feelings to flow up. And Whitney, you, know, you just summed it all up in such a beautiful way is that that it's not as painful as we think it is. Our brain is pretty powerful. It can trick us a lot to want to lie to ourselves and to others. So being on your own and being being true to your authentic self is about being love. Yeah, I would say that as that last piece, right? It's ultimately, it is about love, love of self. Um, and when you love yourself, then you are able to love others, but you've got to give yourself the permission to do that, to know who you are, to be who you are, to stand in the power of who you are. And once you can do that, then the fear starts to fall away because they can't, they don't coexist. They don't coexist. And so feel that fear. And do it anyway, and then just step into who you are and as love. I love it. I love it. For me, Whitney, you know, to kind of go off of fear and and for me, you know, in business and making decisions and even just not in business, just the day-to-day life, you know, we all have a lot of distractions coming at us that can keep us disconnected from ourselves and our you know true souls wanting and and i really believe that that is lies the truth and our and our path right our path to follow and so particularly this exercise you can do in the day to day when you're faced with decisions and i really take time when I have big decisions to make to do this and it's, you can, it's a visualization where you, you know, lie there, you sit there and I like to place my hand on my heart often because it helps me connect with myself and be with myself in any situation. 
and visualize if it's too, you know, if it's a decision you're making between, you know, a couple scenarios, like visualize yourself in each of those scenarios, you know, close your eyes, spend a few minutes. Sometimes I'll set a timer on my phone, sometimes not. And I just visualize each scenario and your heart, your soul, it will feel one will feel right. One might, and it may be the scary. It's usually the scariest, honestly, for me, it's usually the one decision that creates the most fear in me, but it still feels the, just like, this is the way to go. And it's the scariest most often. So that you can use right away to help make decisions that where you are connected with your soul and making those decisions. I can, I can say this. Um, there's a resort with fruity drinks on the other side of this. So if you're, if you're brave enough to face that thing that is mastering you and just start reminding yourself, I just say, I remember that I am that I am. I am that I am. I remember. Just, you know, start going, the power in me is greater than the power in the world, right? Mm-hmm. There's certain things we can say to spark that ancient knowledge, that remembering that is deep within our being. And there's a resort and we're over on this other side going, hey guys, it's better over here. They have umbrellas and fruity drinks and a great view. So, but you got to make the journey over, right? And for a moment, it's going to look like the sea, like a hurricane's coming in. For a moment, it's going to feel like you are dying. Well, the only part of you that truly ever dies is what is false, not what is true. What is true is eternal and it can never die. So be brave, be brave. Reach out to us on the Facebook page. Ask us anything. We have your back. We love you and we are supporting you. We will not judge you. Okay, we will just hold the space for you to rise into who you truly are. And so be brave and don't get stuck in the emotional spin because that's like getting stuck in a toilet that never quite flushes right. Don't do it. So, but, but feel your emotions, right? Feel them, understand them. And then when you're ready to process it, you can use the visualization of placing them in the jar. You can actually be creative and visualize anything as long as you step out of the spin and you can go straight down into that emotion to the root of it. So however you need to visualize that, do that and then seek the truth. And so I love you. We're here for you and the resorts over there and we'll meet you over there. Well, I am definitely coming to your resort, Claudette. And um, what it feels like also is growth. And so if you're really looking to grow, then it is about stepping in and not stuffing. So let's all not be stuffers anymore <laughs> and grow and grow to the other side of the resort with Claudette. Yeah. And that's so great because growth doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Growth required all of us, I believe, to get coaches, to seek people who are on the same soul path as you are, someone who's willing to help eliminate the suffering from your life by being authentic and true to you and pointing out where there is additional growth for you and then supporting you and your growth. The other thing I just want to add is that what we feed our body is what we become. 
And so as we continue to grow and be authentic and be with ourselves, I invite you to ask what you feed your body. I invite you to say, to take a look at, do you drink a lot? Do you use substances? Do you use food to mask your feelings? If so, there's other ways. You don't have to mask, hide, stuff, and believe in the limitations. You can be in the bravery, the support, the the love, and the truth. So thank you all for joining us again this week. As Claudette says, join us on Facebook, like our podcast, subscribe to our podcast, give us a review, let us know what you think of us, share the podcast with other people so where they too can benefit from these insights and the growth that we all are sharing with you. So we love you. We're so happy that you joined us and we can't wait to be with you again next week. Have a beautiful day. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.